inspire, educate, connect. This is Yoga Digest, a vibrant community of passionate changemakers. and you're listening to the Yoga Digest podcast, episode one. Yoga Digest is your resource for optimal health and well-being. We feature real people and real stories. This podcast will inspire you to unlock your truth with simple tips from experts on happiness, liberation, and living simply. everybody and thank you for listening today. It is my absolute pleasure uh, to get to talk to someone I met last summer at the Hanuman Festival. He was accompanying Amy Ippolitis' class and at first he was really unsuspect and a little subtle but it didn't take long uh, before his love and light just really overtook the entire room. So I want to thank you Kevin Paris for joining me today. Thank you, it's so good to be here. Good to see you again. Yes, likewise. So I have been stalking you like a, uh, a good interview, <laughs> <laughs> a good uh, investigative reporter should. And I haven't really found a whole lot of information on how you got into this. And so I just wanna ask you when, uh, when it was that you first discovered an appreciation for music. For music, uh, pretty pretty early on, my dad, uh, he was a musician, well, kind of a musician. He would play a lot for my sister and I as kids. Um, so that was kind of the back, uh, the backing to it whenever I would go over to his house. There was always a guitar there. Um, so it was early, but it really wasn't until late in my senior year of high school that I actually started playing. And then when I went to college at the University of Wisconsin, that was when I really started playing with just groups of our closest friends. We all, uh, in our in our spare time, our free time, we would play music and just, that was our way of unwinding and un de-stressing with, uh, with all the, you know, course load of, uh, of university. So. So it was just for fun, more or less. Correct. Yeah. It was really just a hobby and a release and a, you know, kind of my own medicine, even before I really even knew it. So yeah, the roots are, are not at all. in you know, it was never anything I studied, never anything I went to school for, um, just really fell in love with it and kind of kept it really close to my side. And by my senior year of college, I put out my first album. So you went right from doing it for fun to putting out an album. Wow. But I have a question because I kind of missed something. When, when would you, when would be your recollection of like your first performance? When do you remember actually performing for somebody that was listening to you? It's probably in, in high school, um, at talent shows, I guess in the, in the first form of way, but I wasn't even playing guitar back then. Uh, so like my junior and senior year would have been the first time performing or singing in front of, you know, an audience of, of a few hundred, but again, I wasn't even playing. I couldn't play chords. <laughs> so pretty late in the game compared to a lot of musicians. I think that's really encouraging, actually. Thank you for saying that. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but yes. I, I wanted to ask you, <laughs> who, do you remember anybody kind of encouraging you at this time? Um, I mean, I've, I've always been really blessed to have a family that's really supportive 
Um, so they've always encouraged me no matter what, even if it's being, you know, one of those crazy kids that wants to pursue their musical dream or something rather than a law degree. But really the, you know, musically encouraging was just our, our friends. You know, you, you have that vulnerable moment of wanting to share a song with somebody and 95% of the times that was, you know, just uh, some of your closest friends and uh, it might be an apartment or a front porch or wherever. And you, you, you know, open up a piece of your heart and share a song. And that feedback is really what tipped the scale for me from being, you know, just somebody who plays on the front porch to somebody who wanted to take the stage and be like, oh, OK, maybe maybe they're right. Like maybe I do have a talent um, and it's something that I should <laughs> should pursue and take more seriously. So, yeah, definitely friends and family. Awesome. Okay. You probably get asked this all the time, but I'm going to go ahead and ask again anyway. Uh, Mm -hmm. Music influences. Yeah. So the biggest, earliest uh, one was definitely Bob Marley. And then from there... Yes. Um, and then from there, the show that I went to where that just like first time I ever, you know, went to a show and was like, that's what I want to do was Jack Johnson and Ben Harper. Ben Harper took Jack Johnson on their, on his first big tour. And I went to that show and I was like, this, this is it. So Jack Johnson, Ben Harper and, uh, and, and Marley for sure. Okay. Do you have any guilty pleasures you want to share with us today? <laughs> Musical guilty pleasures? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any pop music, any surprises? Um, the, honestly, the, the first one that came, <laughs> that came to mind is pop music. I like people love to hate on, on pop music from Bieber to Taylor Swift. And I'm just like, I'm a huge supporter. So that would be be one, I guess, like, uh, you know, I, I highly admire anybody who has the talent and persistence and yeah, just skill to, to pursue at that level of, of anything. So there, there are people that, you know, a lot of people would kind of laugh at me for saying, but I, I love their music and um, I'm rooting for them, even with all the people rooting against them. Not that they need it, but. <laughs> no, good for you. No, that's yeah. nice. It's all, it's all <laughs> creation, right? And it's all everybody mm-hmm. putting themselves out there. Right. So I did uh, remember a conversation we had and, and you were telling me that you took a yoga teacher training, which is is awesome. And so I just kind of want to ask you a little bit about uh, where you get your inspiration. You know, here at Yoga Digest, it's all about creativity. And we go through bouts and ebbs and flows. And sometimes, you know, creativity is really high. And other times it's not. I wonder if you have any experience with that and how how do you deal with that? Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, two, a little bit, two separate things like inspiration. I'll cover first. That is, it's really everywhere. The biggest bits of inspiration I get are definitely from travel, from reading, human relationships, human connection, uh, yoga a lot, especially because creation for me is such a introspective thing. So mainly those love of course and in terms of yeah keeping like keeping muse or keeping creativity flowing i think yes there are moments where we're just we're blessed with like a a showering of ideas and of of lyrics or melodies or this or that but i'm also really a firm believer that not that creativity is a skill but like it's it's really something that we need to sharpen ourselves to it's like it's like an antenna you know tuning into a frequency of paying attention to different song title ideas or i'll speak specifically to music here yeah paying attention to song ideas or paying attention when you hear a melody and then you start humming a melody in your head and you're like oh that would be catchy and then recording it so just really like sharpening our muscle of paying attention to when ideas are coming 
And then when we're in that space, like making space for creativity day in and day out, um, for example, taking, you know, 10 minutes a day, rather than going three weeks without writing anything, taking at least 10 minutes a day to write, it might be one title, it might be, you know, uh, one melodic idea. And just starting with that and promising yourself the daily discipline, the, the ritual, which is, uh, you know, another big thing in yoga, to at least start. And then when we do that, that way, when we, when we do get into a songwriting session or get into a day where we're kind of like, oh, I don't know if I really wanna write today, I'm not feeling super inspired. You sit down, you just, you start, and then sometimes nothing great happens. Sometimes you end up writing the best song of your life, you know, and it's just a matter of, of doing it day in and day out. And I think like if you look at any of the most successful people on the planet that are content creators of some sort, be it comedians or artists or, you know, yoga teachers coming up with, with great sequences, it's persistence, I think more than I think persistence and, and dedicating yourself to it is more important than actually some sort of mystical talent. Like, I think we all have it. It's just a matter of whether you actually want to put in the work or not. Yeah, there's a saying in yoga. Uh, we say it all the time, practice and all is coming. So you you really do yes. treat your, your um, art, your craft, like a yoga practice. And people will sometimes show up to their yoga mat and, and not feeling it, right? But but you get done and, and you get you through your practice and, and you get something out of it every single time, regardless of how you go into it. I think that's really great advice. So every day, even if it's just 10 minutes, commit. Um, uh, just to kind of add on to that we talked a little bit you know about inspiration and the creativity and how yoga shapes that but also just kind of curious about how that practice that background uh, impacts how you put your creation your music out into the world it, it, sorry can you elaborate in terms of so yoga is like, definitely shaping the way you create your music yes. How does it also shape the way you present, you give your music to us and share it with the I, world? I got you. I went straight to like physical distribution. <laughs> of music. It's like, well, this <laughs> record labels. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's really, that, that's a great question. It definitely, you know, influences everything I do because as much as the, you know, doing yoga asana or the yoga poses is important. It's really that to me is, is 5% of, of what a yoga practice is. So it's impossible for, you know, as like, you know, as somebody who highly values yoga, it's impossible for it not to inform my lyrics for, for it to inform like what I would like to see my music impact and, um, and contribute to both in terms of like a, a health and wellness movement and, you know, feel good music for, for anybody who, who's willing to, to press play and creating music that is, you know, at least in my eyes, very, not always uplifting because, you know, obviously there's real stuff that happens in life, but, Absolutely. um, but still, you know, underlying theme of, 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 you know, love and connection and, and practice and keeping our heads up, which I think in the end is really a lot of what, um, at least what my yoga practice is, is about because like, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> no, that's perfect. I mean, that kind of takes us right into my next couple of questions because 
it's very obvious that your your music um, exudes love and light, like I mentioned earlier. But we can't experience things like love and light without having experienced the the opposite of that, and and really knowing what that is. And so, um, you know, you you put yourself out there, and you are you are not only you know using your voice, uh, you're playing um, instruments, which re requires great talent and and then you're 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 creating these lyrics and 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 speaking from your heart there's a, a quote by aristotle that it uh, says um, in order to avoid all criticism say nothing do nothing <laughs> be nothing yeah. and you're doing all three of those and i just have to ask you a little bit about um you know the critics have you ever been rejected kevin yeah, it's part of, uh, there's also a funny, I forget what the quote is exactly, but it's something like, you're not successful until you have haters or something like that. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> what it is, but you know, it's like nobody, if, if, if you're not getting hated on, nobody's really paying attention, I think, you know, and that is, it's just another, like, of course, people are going to hate and people are going to judge, you know, I mean, everybody does. I, I do that too. I catch myself in it as well. And it's just one of those things that, that comes back, that we have to come back to ourselves being like, okay, well, this is not really about me, you know, like this, I'll use myself as an example. And I, I'll rewind back to my comment about, you know, Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift, who I, I used to hate for no reason other than they were easy to hate on, you know, like literally no reason. I didn't know them. I didn't know what they were going through, but they were easy targets and that had nothing to do with them. It's just had everything to do with where I was at. So I try to keep the same perspective when I, you know, when I have that negativity directed at me and just like, okay, well, here's my practice and wish that person well, because it's, it's heavy. It's heavy to carry around that hate and I'm, I'm not going to carry it for them. <laughs> Well, but. it almost it almost just creates. It doesn't make you feel any better either, really, right? You know, at the end of the day. What about exactly. like? What about like? Um, I mean, do you get the jitters? They say public speaking is like the number one fear for everybody, regardless of who they are. Even really talented public speakers, getting up in front of people and and speaking your truth, using your voice is like the number one fear for everybody. Do you experience that? Honestly, not much, <laughs> but um, I'm fortunate not to. I've, I mean, I've also played a lot. Like I can remember being nervous the one of the first or second times I performed. But I don't know. After almost like 2,000 shows, it's kind of for me. It's 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 no longer existent. But I will tell you that last time I felt really nervous, which was quite funny to me to realize, was I got called up at Yoga Journal Live to sing and I didn't have my guitar with me and I felt completely naked. Oops. Um, and I, yeah, exactly. And, um, so that was interesting. I felt nervous singing acapella for whatever reason. It was like, just felt naked without my guitar and got nervous for the first time in wow, years. Wow, that's good for you, though. Yeah, you know, I think a lot exactly. Of, I think a lot of people can relate to that, you know, with the social media. It's funny with all of what's going on with yoga and social media, how comfortable everybody is to take a picture of themselves in a yoga pose. But when it comes to taking a picture of your face, it's like, ah, no, please. I need my <laughs> yes. yoga pose in front of me to, to, to mask that. So good for you, because feeling vulnerable only only helps us grow and that takes us kind of right into what I want to talk about next. You know, uh, we're really big on 
transformation in the yoga world because it's always evolving. We're always growing. We're always changing. And so I kind of just want to, I might embarrass you a little bit here. Like I said, I've been stalking you and listening to your music (laughs) a little bit more than usual in the last few days preparing for our conversation. And um, you're an amazing talent. Um, Amazing. And I (laughs) would listen to just, you know, entire albums and the tracks uh, would would surprise me because they're so diverse and there's just so much creativity and life in in each of your songs. They all kind of have a life of their own. So there comes a point, I think, in everybody's life. What's the saying? Uh, The most important day of your life is the day you're born. Um, and the second is the is the day you you figure out why. So when did mm-hmm. you realize that you weren't just like mediocre, right? <laughs> this wasn't just a <laughs> hobby, but that this was clearly what you were put on this earth to do. When was that moment for you? It's funny, but so senior year of of college really was when when I was putting out the album. I was like, you know, this is really great, and was getting great feedback. And so definitely, definitely my senior year of college, I, I recognized that music was going to be something that I would do, like from my soul's perspective, not just a side hobby. And yeah, it's only funny to me because now I look back and I'm just like, man, what was I, <laughs> you know, like you can barely listen to your first album, but that's, that's a, that's like one of those things that artists do or like teachers look back at their first yoga class they ever taught. And they're like, man, I can't believe I, what was I saying? <laughs> But, um, but yeah, senior year of college, probably. So um, what do you have, what kind of advice do you have for other people who are figuring or still trying to figure this out uh, late in life? What kind of encouragement can you provide for people who are still trying to discover their, uh, discover their life's purpose, be it in music or anything? A few different things here. I'm pretty, pretty passionate about the subject. I think... First of all, I think it's important to dis- distinguish that not everybody has this in-your-face passion or calling, and I think that's important to distinguish because a lot of you know, especially now with like all of life coaches popping up everywhere, being like, "What's your passion? What you know? What are you passionate about?" And like some some people just get offended by that because it's not always that clear, and that's 100% okay, you know. But and it, whether whether you're whether you have that passion or you you know, one of my best friends says he, he follows his curiosities. And that I think is the most important thing. If you don't have this massive in your face passion, which you'd probably already know about is to follow the things that you're curious about, follow the things that, that give you additional excitement. So rather than asking, you know, what, what's my purpose? Be like, what excites me? What, what would I, if I, if I had an extra hour today to do that isn't like, <laughs> you know, I don't know, watching Netflix or, you know, something just like mushy brain stuff. Like what would I do at that time? Would I paint? Would I maybe, would I write in a journal? Would I go out and shoot photos? Would I, would I try to book a trip? Would I try to help a friend get through an issue? Would I teach a fitness class? Like the options are endless. And I I think that, you know, if we, again, if we pay better attention to the little things that, that excite us, that is what ultimately can really help guide us, not just towards an activity that we really love and enjoy, but if we really pay attention and pursue that, that is what can end up creating 
you know, what we would call our, our dream, dream job or whatever. If you're working at something like, you know, let's use yoga digest as an example, you know, like you've clearly been interested in yoga and in communicating with people and sharing a message and, you know, a, a journalism and media and all of these things. And then from all of these different things that maybe you had a small bit of interest in and some parts of those, maybe you hated, but you did them anyways and you made them all work into this dream job essentially, you know, and that's the same thing with, with music or writers. And on that note, two books, big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert talks a lot about what I just mentioned and the war of art, not the art of war. But the, the War of Art is a great book for creatives um, and time management and overcoming resistance to creative forces, I would say. Thank you. Wow. Yes. Um, all of that. <laughs> you know, uh, no, it's true. Just little little pieces uh, guide you. Really, everything you do, you know, gets you to to where you are. Every decision you make leads you and, and creates a ripple effect. So, great answer. Thank you uh, yes. so much. You really are a bright, bright creative artist. And I am so lucky uh, because I get to uh, co-teach with you at the San Diego Yoga Festival coming up yeah. at the end of January, January 27th through 30th. Um, and we're going to be doing vino and vinyasas because you got to have wine in the morning at a yoga <laughs> festival, right? Uh, but I'm su- super excited uh, to do this with you. Can you give us maybe a little sample of, of what we might get to hear at that class? Do you mind playing something for us? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so this is a song I play in a lot of classes. Either warm up or cool down. It's a song called Magic. Love, love, 
Special shout out to, uh, I mean, you can barely hear her on there. She's on for more layers, but Amy Apoliti is on that track as well on the, on the record. It's called Magic and it's on the album Turn Me Up. Awesome. Love her. Yes. Love her. Love you. So Kevin, what's <laughs> yes. up? What, 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 what's going on? What's coming up for you? Anything exciting in the works? Yeah, I'll be, um, <clears throat> I mean, our, our jam at the end of January, that's going to be a blast. Yes. Um, that is the tail end. I'll be on tour all of January, and then I'm pretty much always on tour. So whenever you're listening to this podcast, you can <laughs> check out uh, KevinParisMusic.com/shows. And so yeah, always on tour. And then other biggest, most exciting update is currently working on a full-length yoga album. That'll be 75 minutes for teachers and, I mean, for anybody really, but it's going to be geared towards classes that teachers can just put in a playlist, press play on the, on the album, and it'll it'll play start to finish, follow the sequence of a you know general vinyasa arc curve. 
And that is with my amazing bandmate and songwriter, uh, Casey Kalmanson. So that will be coming up in spring of 17 and everything that comes with supporting that. So yeah, we'll keep, keep you posted on that. Everything else you can just keep keep in touch for the the mini day-to-day type stuff on either Facebook or Instagram. Everything is just at Kevin Paris Music. Paris like France, Kevin like Kevin, and music like music. So I have one question. This just I just remembered. This is your real name, Kevin Paris. This is my real name. Wow. And it's Italian. Awesome. <laughs> For whatever reason. <laughs> it's like you were born with a stage name. Um, uh, Kevin, Kevin, thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking with you today. Can't wait to see you in San Diego. Sending you big hugs and thank you so much again. Yes. Thanks so much for having me on. Cheers, you guys. Thank you for listening and hope to see you guys at the end of January at the San Diego uh, Yoga Festival. And we'll, and we'll, we'll talk soon.